census taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Welcome, everybody, to episode 261, our sixth Woo-hoo! anniversary of Throwdown Thursday. We're very excited. Happy birthday, Throwdown Thursday! And uh, we are here uh, broadcasting live, for real this time, live from the Pat Cave. With horrible lighting. Thank you for doing me justice on this live show. You always look amazing, so it doesn't matter. Uh, I uh, We, of course, are brought to you by... Uh, the Dorkening Network, and as such, we are sponsored by Deadly Grounds Coffee. And uh, I am your host, uh, Patsy the Angry Nerd, but you can call me uh, Patsy the Angry Nerd. And I am joined, of course, as you can see, by my co-host on the show, my co-host in life. She is the Baroness of Bordeaux, the Countess of Cabernet, the Queen Regent of Rosé, the Mistress of Merlot, the Real Housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of Wine, the Queen of the Monsters, and an Honorary Lizzie, Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ashes Von Nightmare. She is trying to find her light. Hello, bear with me. Your light is fine. You look great. You always look great. And then your opinion is invalid because you are paid to say as such. I am not. You paid. are contractually obligated to give me compliments. There's no such thing as that. Marriage. Marriage. And then there's me. I am an angry nerd. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, we are doing this live. It uh, doesn't look like anybody's watching yet, so that's okay, because uh, we still have... Uh... Don't tell people that! There are millions of people watching right now, and you could be one of them. You are one of them. You are one it. of them! Uh, but, yeah, we uh, we are here because, uh, like we said, it is our sixth anniversary, and uh, as such, we are taking a little bit of a look back and uh, we're going to be discussing some of the characters that uh, we covered over the past six years, some of our favorites, our six favorites with uh, multiple honorable mentions, because that's how we do it. And uh, some characters that we'd like to cover going forward. So we are looking forward to comments from people because we want to uh, we want folks to suggest some of the characters that they want us to cover, because after all, this is, you know, you know, partially this is about us, but. You know, in reality, you know, we want to give you guys the uh, entertainment that you are looking for. And can I just say the uh, the awesome uh, Patsy Shark Jaws painting up behind me? It just looks just looks awesome. Uh, Crystal Carnage is amazing. Uh, check out Ocular Deceptions. There's a lot of stuff that's uh, up there that is going to continue to be up there because uh, and and be added as we go along because. Um, She's phenomenally talented, and she's just going to keep adding stuff. Uh, stuff that you can buy and put into your house. Um, I've seen the work she's done with furniture, with you know painting, with special effects. Uh, she's super talented. So, so Ashes, how are you 
doing on the uh, sixth anniversary of Throwdown Thursday? Well, I just got home from work like five minutes ago, so I'm doing great. Yeah, we're well, not at work anymore. That's the this is a, well. Part. That's what I'm saying. I'm not at work anymore, so I am great. And, uh, I'd be even better if I could find my light. What light? This... Your fat head is now in my way. I don't know what you what you where you want me to go. How you want me to go? Which you're doing, way? You're, you're doing me dirty right now. I don't you're know. doing me so dirty with this lighting. Um, no, this isn't. This isn't. You just just leave it. Just leave I it. I don't know what you want. No, but you are you are doing me so dirty with this. Lighting I don't right know now. what you want. You are gonna have to make it up to me later. Yeah, well, not in that way. In in the form of of like wine contributions. I'm sorry for making you look terrible on the live show. That's not Have possible. Have some wine. That's not possible. No, 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 no. And this angle is not doing me any favors either. Listen, I was slaving over a hot keyboard doing all day. What? Getting all this stuff together. Well, you didn't get everything set up. Well, I did, but I didn't know which angles to put things because you weren't here, so I couldn't re-anglefy it. I'll just, I'll just drink till I look pretty. Oh, that won't take long. But uh, before we get going, because we do have some sensitive stuff to talk about, uh, I just want to give this uh, this parental warning before we go. The Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Well, if it's for mature people, I should leave. Because as you guys have known, listening to the show for the past six years, uh, I lack much maturity. But, you know, the... It's biological. I'm only forty. You know when? When you know who says when I'm supposed to be uh, a mature adult? Mature adult. I mean, I suppose I could find some and, and get some lessons because I'm always seeing that there are mature singles in my area. You know, on all these different ads. Mm. So maybe they can show me how to be mature. And a lot of them are named Christian. Yes. Yes. And I'm gonna mingle a lot with of them. single people named Christian in my inbox. Yes. Christian single mingle. Mingle single? I don't know. Sure. Um, but we do have uh I think we should start off the show by uh, uh going with our first voicemail because we did get a voicemail from our good buddy Coop, who uh is unfortunately not able to join us this evening, but he did send along a little uh audio message so let's see what uh what coop sent us oh let me turn the volume. already been covered by the show and the top six yet to come i think there's going to be some that are not so surprising and that some of that are surprising so let's start off number one obviously booster gold so that was where we met each other and that was uh the character that i had brought in Number two, Carol Spinning, a.k.a. Big Bird. What a great show. Thank really you, passionate about it. A lot of stuff I learned on that one, and just what a great guy. I was really excited to do that one. Um, next one, in the vein of that, one of my all-time favorite shows. If anybody ever asked me for uh, some 
you know, um, what would you submit to an award show for Throwdown Thursday? Your Mr. Fred Rogers episode. Absolutely awesome. Okay, the next race. one is one that I have listened to several times. This um, is your episode all about Kirby. I had no idea that Kirby <laughs> was that interesting. So I, I forget if you called it Kirby, your enthusiasm or yes. anything, but um, that was a really great episode. Uh, very happy. Like I said, I've listened to it about three times. Uh, next one, Hannibal Lecter. Dr. Oh, yeah. Lecter. You liked it so much that you put it in the theme song. How could I refuse? It's such a great episode, really passionate. And I mean, this is like one of Patsy's big characters. So it's one that really comes through and really shines through. Uh, the last one will probably surprise you. It's it's a, a theme rather than just a singular character. But the breakfast monsters that you did, Count Chocula, Frankenberry, oh, yeah. uh, Berry Boo, Fruit Brute, uh, Yummy Mummy. I thought that was really cool. I liked it. I liked the uh, contrast from, you know, what you had done the previous year with the uh, Universal Monsters, and I thought it was really cool. Now, yet to come, I've got these. Um, Storm from the X-Men, great mm -hmm. character, mm -hmm. uh, just such a compelling story and all. There's so much to unpack there, and I think that, you know, with the actresses that have played her and all that, I think you'd have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. Next one, Lieutenant Commander Spock from Star Trek. I am not sure that I'm aware of much Star Trek that you've delved into. You've definitely talked about the films and all that, but um, I would say Lieutenant Commander Spock would be one to kind of kick off a good discussion. It'll lead into other things. Um, if you... Uh, if you're, you're looking for a good character on the original series, I feel like he's the linchpin. Um, the next one is one that I'm sure you're aware of from a scientific perspective, but maybe uh, maybe your listeners aren't. Uh, Henrietta Lacks. So yes. if you look that up, um, I had read a book called The uh, Secret Life of Henrietta Lacks mm -hmm. or The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks. And I, I think that that would be really fitting to fit in kind of with everything that you and Ashes talk about. Um, next one, Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales, from uh, the uh, Uncle Scrooge comics, from all of that, you know, the DuckTales, Genie and Lamp, all that. I think that would be really cool. And um, I'd be really interested to hear what your research pulls up on this. And I, I think it'd be a cool character to cover. And you've got David Tennant doing the voice of, uh, the, of uh, Uncle Scrooge McDuck now. Um, and finally, another series that I'd be looking for you to cover, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. It was so big when we were growing up, and it's just a circumstance now with all this hype coming out. I'd really like to hear some deep dive character work on this. So, you know, I'm interested to hear what you come up with. All right, guys, those are the six characters that uh, I've, I've loved that you've covered and six characters yet to come. Thanks. Well, thank you, Coop. Um... It's funny because we also made our own lists as uh, Ashes is opening up the strawberry champagne. Uh, I had Hannibal on my list. Of course, I also have, you know, some honorable mentions. Uh, you? Honorable mentions? No. But uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Page. I mean, and I feel like that's going to be one that we should cover sooner rather yes, than later because, because that comes out in july right right and i feel like this whole is it a is a reimagining is it a, a yeah. reboot is it's it like a, a reimagining like a, a because a lot of the characters that we grew up with the way they acted uh just watching the um just watching the uh the trailer and if you uh if you 
didn't get the chance, I did a live trailer reaction to the new, uh, the new, <laughs> the new trailer for the uh, animated series that Kevin Smith is putting out um, with some great voices, including Mark Hamill as Skeletor and Lena Headey. Yep, Lena Headey is in it as um, um, Evil Lynn. Is she, she Evelyn? I thought she was I think the she's sorceress. Evelyn. Let me uh let's pull it up. Fortunately, I have the extent of all the world's knowledge at my fingertips. Oh, fingertips. Um let's see. Hey man. Is this the new one? Let's see. Yes, Diedrich Baker is uh, Bader as uh, King Randor, Liam Cunningham, who you'd know as uh, Sir Davos Seaworth as uh as a man at arms sarah michelle geller as tila mark hamill as skeletor lena Headey as evil lynn uh justin long as roboto who i i'm a huge fan of roboto uh, i have the action figure and if you watch that uh that reaction video you saw me with him griffin newman who was in the tick uh he is playing orco i decided i want this cup okay that cup all right, so to six years. Clinky, six Clinky. years. Happy birthday. What day is today? It's Throwdown Thursday's birthday. What, what a day for a birthday. Let's all have some cake. And you smell like one, two. So we have cake. So uh, Alan Oppenheimer, who was actually uh, in the original, he played uh, Skeletor, I believe. He is playing Moss Man. Steven Root is Cringer. Alicia Silverstone is Queen Marlena. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris Wood will be playing He-Man. Uh, but yeah, He-Man is definitely on That's my a list. Really good cast. Yeah, it's a very good cast. It's also really good cake. It is. Uh, I haven't had the cake yet, but I will uh, take your word for it. Um, let me run over because I know, not run, because I'm not going anywhere, because uh, I know we had a couple of uh, folks also suggest some characters for us so uh gail has suggested that we cover loki who i did not uh i did not have on my list harley quinn which we actually already covered yep we did recently uh ashley j williams who we have not covered not covered ash um Deadpool, which we have not covered. No, I don't think we have. We've talked about him a little bit, and we talked about the movie. But if we're going to co- uh, cover Deadpool and talk Deadpool, we got to have Old Man Wade on the show. Mm. Uh, but that's a good one. Um, let's see what else does she have on their list here. Art the Clown. We actually interviewed both David Howard Thornton and Damian Leone a while back. Um, so yeah, we we talked about Art the Clown uh, and Terrifier the, Two, um, and you know the the concept of the character where it came from a little peek behind the curtain as to some of the prosthetics and stuff. So that was, I mean, talk about two really cool guests to have on. Yeah. And especially when they're both working on the same project. Right. You know, super personable, uh, knowledgeable. And, you know, I mean, David Howard Thornton, he's just, he's, he's hilarious. Yeah. He, if you've ever get a chance to see him at a convention. Like so incredibly nice. If you ever, ever, ever have the opportunity to go to a convention, because guess what? They're coming He was at one uh, about a week or so ago. Uh, 
just super cool super cool uh so yeah um harley we covered uh art we covered uh the last one she had on the list was uh rupert from buffy i don't i never watched buffy so i totally I've unfamiliar i've been told that i need to so i i was never into buffy the vampire slayer i did see the movie i did like the movie uh, I but remember I seeing I a porno the called series. Muffy the Vampire Layer, and they were killing vampires with uh, silver dildos. Okay. Oh, gosh. I guess I can cross that off my list of things to do. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. I was never really into it growing up. I don't know if I was just kind of uh, kind of missed, maybe a little too young when it came out to really get interested in it. So yeah, it just it wasn't my thing, and I never watched the follow up or anything. But, you know, Coop mentioned what episode we would submit for an award ceremony, which is a flimsy pretext uh, to talk about the first annual Amalgamania Podcast and Entertainment Awards, which will be hosted by uh, the two of us. And look at this trophy you can get. Well, not this particular one. We have the different categories. You you will get an actual personalized trophy with yes. your show name on it, and you know the category that you you win. But yeah, so it's the first annual Amalgamania Podcast and Entertainment Awards. Submissions are currently open. The deadline is July fourth, so you still have time. You can go to www.amalga-mania.com for more information about submissions, the different categories available. I believe there are six of them, five or six. Um, I actually have it pulled up uh, right here. So you can submit for best host, best short form, best long form, best visual media. So if you do Twitch or YouTube Mm -hmm. and best interview. So we have a, quite a few we're looking at the spreadsheet right there we mm-hmm. have quite a few uh submissions but we can always use more you know help push some of the other uh the other shows on there and the purpose of this it is an award show created by independent content creators for independent content creators it's not one of these award shows that's going to cost you an arm and a leg to submit it's not one of these award shows that's going to favor some of these larger podcasts that are monetized by you know uh, right we're not going to celebrities we're not going to charge you a hundred dollars for an entry fee just to go up against like joe rogan or kevin smith right like that that's not the purpose of this at all the purpose is to acknowledge and celebrate independent content creators the folks that are doing it themselves and don't have a huge production team the people who are putting their own money into it who are putting their own time into it the people who have been working you know uh working hard especially during the pandemic Mm -hmm. you know uh to put out content for others to enjoy you know that's the purpose of this we want to celebrate you so if you are a podcaster or an independent content creator or if you know a podcaster or independent content creator that you want to recognize submit them yeah let them know because we're still taking submissions Mm -hmm. and then we're going to start judging and then uh We'll start giving out awards. And like I said, go to Amalga. That's A M A L G A. Hold on, I'll put a banner up. Mania.com for more information. Yes, I will put a I'll put a banner up. 
Oh, it's www. Dot. See, I never put the dot anymore. Dot. Wasn't that an episode of Pete and Pete? I... Where um, Pete's friend, the girl, she was in marching band and she was supposed to be the dot on the eye. And she kind of like goes, I don't know if she goes crazy, but she, she's just sit there like she's chanting. She's like, I am the dot. I am the dot. Yeah, go to that place right there. That's the website. Go there. I, where am I pointing? Right here. <laughs> this is and hard. Look at this. This thing. Ooh, it's so solid and so Rock thick. hard. Ooh. And it's so much bigger than I thought it was going to be. Oh, man. That's what she did. I bet say. you bet you can't wait to take this home. But yeah, uh, it's very solid acrylic. Um, very nice trophy. I'm a huge fan of this. Um, we are not involved other than hosting and judging, so we're not going to be. Uh, we're not going to be. Uh, we're submitting. not. We're not parti- Yeah, we are not submitting, but we are uh, participating. We know who the judges are, so if you want uh, to submit and then have it swing a certain way, pay us forty dollars. Forty dollars. We'll see what we can do. Yes. So but it has to be forty dollars. Yes, and send send four zero. Yes, four zero dollars. Uh, so let's get into a couple of the characters we we picked that we liked because I have a feeling we may have some overlap. We might. We'll see. But okay, so I'm my thing is not a lot. I only have one honorable mention for each. I I, I really. Uh, I have two honorable mentions. Down. I have six that we covered, but one of them is subscribing, uh, and then two honorable mentions. So, do you want me to go first, or would you like to go first? I'll go first. All right. Let me get out my list. Yes, I will drink some some wine out of the skull hand cup. Okay, so do you want me to give all of mine? Or no, just just, a couple? Go, just go with the first one. Okay, so my first, my number six is it just says Marvel. So we have covered a lot of Marvel characters, and we've we have yet to cover a lot of Marvel characters. But one of the things that I really enjoy doing is covering a comic book character uh, before the film comes out. I have mentioned on the show before, I'm not that big into comic books, or at least I, I, I am now. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting, you know, uh, interested in comic books. But when I was growing up and stuff, I, I wasn't interested in comic books at all. And now there are, it's almost overwhelming trying to get into it. You know, there are so many different storylines and so many different characters within these storylines and different universes. And it's just, it, it your, your mind just kind of implodes a bit trying to think of all of the different things that are happening in these universes you know in in these storylines in these comic you know within these comic book characters because these characters have been around for for decades at this point yeah even spider-man 60 years old have been around for almost 100 years yeah captain america came out in like what 1941 namor the sub namor the submariner 1939 you know, Superman, nineteen thirty-nine. I mean, didn't ish. Batman come out in like nineteen? They just had the seventy-fifth anniversary a few years. Yeah, they yeah. all came out in like the thirties, right? So, I Superman, mean, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, thirties and forties. They the have age. so much history and so much background for these characters. And what these films do is, you know, they they take from some of these storylines. Um, you know, obviously, most of these films kind of create their own storylines and and kind of you know create their own history within these characters, but they also do playful nods to 
certain things within the comic books that you would only know about if you read the comic books. Right. So, so one of the things that I love that we do is we cover these characters. We, we try to touch base on the histories. We try to, uh, you know, we, we do all the research. We get people, you know, some of my favorite things that we've done have been these huge roundtable discussions about these characters, you know, like the, the Black Panther episode, the, uh, which was phenomenal, by the way. If where you we met not, Mark Wade, uh, old man Wade and... Uh... Uh, Ian Wallace for the first time. Yeah, like if you have not listened to our Black Panther episode, it is absolutely phenomenal. It's called Back in Black. Uh, and we came uh, up with a great battle for that one, too. We did. Um, and also the roundtable discussion that we had with uh, quite a few folks, uh, you know, our podcasting friends, some Amalgamania people, about the Avengers themselves. This was before Infinity War and Endgame came out, mm -hmm. trying to see how they were going to kind of tie up some loose ends. And Those were they going to, right, you know, were they going to introduce some new characters, some things you can be looking out for? And, you know, introducing, you know, like Doctor Strange, the Doctor Strange episode. I had no idea who Doctor Strange was. I knew that I wanted to see the film because I enjoy watching Benedict Cumberbatch act. I can't believe I just said his name right on the it's first try. Bumble scrum cat. First attack. try. Uh, but anyways, you know, learning about this character, learning about, you know, what this character offers to the universe around it, uh, the history of this character. I was prepared going into seeing the film so that I, I knew things. I, I wasn't sitting there going, well, why is he doing that? Well, why is this happening? Why is that happening? You know what I mean? Like, I don't have to be that annoying What happened person. to his hands? Why is his right, hands Right, like, I don't have up? to be that, like, why is he doing that? Like, Who is no, she like, I, for? I know things and you know and i can look for certain things too like i know who some of these secondary and tertiary characters are i know the the um importance of some of these you know characters i know the importance of some of the props that are introduced as well the eye of agamotto the time stone right what not you know the the cape and everything so um you know i i just had to put marvel on there because we've covered so many different marvel characters you know we went through after wandavision we did an episode on that after uh falcon and winter soldier we did an episode on that sam the eagle and um, bucky with the good hair bucky with the good hair so you know covering some of these characters you know gives you a really good idea we tried to kind of condense some of the history and some of the lore around these characters too and we tried to put into context what we think will be beneficial for you to know knowing what's going on with the marvel universe that now you know where we're entering a different phase in the marvel universe mm -hmm. you know we'll have to cover those and we'll have to do this again i'm looking at you eternals i'm looking at you um the, the other one shang chi yes yes black you know. widow I mean, well, I mean, we don't necessarily, we, we kind of, you know, touch base on Black Widow here and there. Well, there's other I mean, characters maybe, that are in there, like right. Taskmaster, who is a, a very phenomenal character. Oh, is that David Harbour? No, that's, I forget who he is, but uh, Taskmaster is a guy who, if he sees something, he can replicate it physically. Like, he became a, uh, a high school star quarterback after watching an NFL game, because he watched somebody throw 50 yards, so then he could throw 50 yards. Wow. 
So he would watch. Oh, that's kind of rad. Yeah. So he would like, that's his power. Like he's not like super strong or anything, but he could, he could match the fighting skills. So he could hold his own against guys like Captain America, Wolverine, so, Spider-Man. Like, similar to a rogue like character, but she needs to touch you. To well, take. she takes your powers. Yeah. He just can do what can you do. Like you. if he watched Captain America fight for half an hour, he could then do everything Captain America did in that fight. Okay. I forget exactly what the uh, power is called, but it's a uh, photokinetic reflexes, something like that. Like if he sees it, he can do it. You know, obviously not like shoot lasers out of his hand or any or fly, but you know, if he watches great martial arts uh, fighters, he can then be a great martial. Like he's, you know, I think he's a metahuman. I don't know. This is why we need to do an episode on because I don't know as much about him as. Uh, all I know is base level powers and, you know, he has one of the cooler outfits and he's in the Marvel versus Capcom game. So I'm going to do my uh, my honorable mentions first because they kind of touch on what you were touching on. And my two honorable mentions are Avengers Friend Game and Thanos, the Hands of Fate, because those are ones where, you know, we had, I think, like 12 people. Like between in studio and you know calling in on Skype and uh, it was it was nutty. I'm gonna say uh, just to kind of cut in momentarily. One of my favorite things about podcasting is that it gives us an excuse to like have our friends on the show and to mm-hmm. just completely nerd out with our friends. And the fact that people actually want to listen to that is kind of rad. Well, I mean, that's, you know, last night I, I joined the Dorkening Wednesday show, which I don't normally do, but they were going to be discussing Jaws. And so that show, I think, normally goes an hour, went for two hours because Brandon and I can't shut up when we're both on the same show. And you know, to kind of touch on what you were saying about how, you know, if you're familiar with the comics, you get to see, um, you know, some of your favorite storylines, like my favorite storyline is the Infinity Gauntlet. They made it slightly different, uh, still sticking to, you know, some core uh, similarities, but they made it slightly different. And, you know, that's what we were discussing about uh, the new Flash movie. Like, is it going to be the Flashpoint Paradox? Are we going to have Thomas Wayne? And, you know, it's like, well, why don't we, you know, hopefully it's just introducing the multiverse. And, you know, the Flash can travel between multiverses. That's why he gets to see uh, Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne, you know, as opposed to Ben Affleck. You know, maybe he just goes to different places. You know, maybe it's not resetting the timeline. I'm hoping that's not what they do. I'm hoping they're doing the multiverse thing because they tend to, you know, try to copy what Marvel does, you know, albeit not as successfully because Marvel spent, you know, a couple of, you know, uh, I'd say a series of summers getting their stuff ready Mm -hmm. and setting up their big conflict. Whereas DC used some emails in the Batman Superman movie. So, but yeah, is that real? Is that real life? It was just emails back and forth. Well, don't you remember? That's how they, 
introduced Aquaman, the Flash. Oh, Cyborg. oh yeah, in the film. In the film, yes. that's what they did. I thought they you meant the like they were just emailing, like, hey, well, I'm instead of like, oh, here's a trilogy of Captain America. Here's a trilogy of Captain America movies. Here's a trilogy of Iron Man movies. Here's a trilogy of Thor movies. And no, it's like, no, look, there's an email. Can you imagine if there was just an e- like an email, like 10 second video file of the Guardians of the Galaxy? You wouldn't know what the fuck was going on. You wouldn't care about them. Right. So, and the other thing that uh, Brandon Pot pointed out, and I thought is a great point, horror directors taking on comic book films tend to do very well. Mm-hmm. Patty Jenkins did Monster. Yeah. James Wan did Saw, and he did uh, Aquaman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy Muschietti is doing the new, uh, I think he's doing the Flash movie. He's either doing Flash or the new Shazam. I forget which. James Gunn who did mm-hmm. Slither and apparently worked for Troma for years. Um, you know, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy, now the second Suicide Squad movie, which is probably why King Shark is as uh, violent and vicious as he is, which nom, nom. I love Bird. <laughs> yeah, they just released a new trailer. I don't oh, know did if they? No, yeah. I haven't seen it. But um, I'm excited for, for that, you know, and I think with horror actors like... I mean, uh, directors, Brandon's point was they're used to working on such small budgets that they're used to getting maximizing everything that they have. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, uh, Avengers Friend Game and Thanos, The Hands of Fate. Uh, those are two of my favorite episodes or two of the longer episodes, but they're that long because we had so many people and we were just like rampantly theorizing like we had the civil war episode Mm -hmm. Um, every time there was like a big marvel movie coming out or a big star wars movie coming out we would have our big theorizing i mean we did that on uh shark bites where we had two months of star wars content star wars and it was amazing some of these episodes like i think the shortest episode was two and a half hours long and the longest was like four and a half yeah awesome um but yeah, those are my honorable mentions. So what else What else have you got? So, well, I'm going to throw down my, ha, huh? I'm going to throw uh, down, ha, ha, I said the name of the thing. That's uh, the gonna... name of the podcast. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so I'm going to throw out my honorable mention, which is Linda Belcher. Ah, uh, yes. All right. I think she's just a really fun character. I enjoyed talking about her. And you know, one of the things I actually really like doing is, you know, we're on the same page. Mostly, yeah. For a lot of things. But I like it when we're not. Yeah, when we have arguments like over... Our, like the Cruella episode. Uh, yes, the Cruella you know, episode. She killed puppies, go fuck herself. That like, hey, you two didn't agree on something. It's like, you know what? We don't You're always. Correct. We uh, don't. Right. No, and I, I think that it's... I like being able to come at something with two opposing viewpoints. I think it makes for a very interesting you fixing the fan okay there we go it's just i can't reach from here so i needed to use the bat to reach the fan which is over there for those of you who are watching (laughs) that's that's why i did that if you are uh listening to this you don't know what just happened you don't know you didn't see it uh so yeah, I really enjoyed talking about Linda Belcher. She's one of my favorite characters. Bob's Burgers has become a, a staple in this household. Mm-hmm. You know, you quote Simpsons. I quote Bob's Burgers. I quote Burgers. everything. Well, I mean, you Simpsons do. You, the you, most. You, the yes. most. But um, but I've just, got thirty-two years worth of Simpsons quotes built up. Yeah, this is true. So, 
Um, so that's your your that, honorable that's, mention. That's my honorable mention. So yes. number six. I mean, I don't really have like an order. I just wrote down some of these. But um, let's throw out the one that uh, uh, Coop pointed out. Uh, Hannibal. Uh, it was a long time coming that we did a Hannibal episode. We were like well over two hundred episodes by the time we finally got Hannibal. Um, I believe know. it was this calendar year. Yeah, it was this year. It was a couple of months ago. Um, I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. That's the worst Hannibal ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we, we got to talk about Hannibal, Had which also stopped screaming, Clarice. Also allowed us to discuss uh, Clarice a little bit. Um, yeah, like it was like that was one of my favorite episodes because it was one that had been building up for quite some time. I mean, Hannibal Lecter is one of your he's one of your favorite horror villains. Just he's one, of my just favorite one of your characters favorite characters, yeah. In general, like the way he's written, like, you know, who he is, his backstory, um, how he came to be who he is. Um like he would be a great Batman villain. Like he could be a supervillain in, you know, Marvel or DC continuity. Like he would be excellent. So what else you got? So number five on my list, because there is there there is an order to my madness here. Uh, number five is RuPaul. I really enjoyed doing the episode on RuPaul, uh, partially because of my love for drag and drag queens, partially because RuPaul has been a uh, a character, part of my life for such a long time, like a long time. I remember when RuPaul had her talk show in the 90s with a very young Michelle Visage. Uh, so that was really cool. And it was really cool to talk about a person like that too. We did that last week with Divine. Yes. You know, talking about this person who plays this character. You know, uh, RuPaul has starred as a character in certain things, but RuPaul herself is a, a character. And um, fun fact... A certain somebody in this room just went to their first drag show on Saturday night. Yes, I did. And I thought I was living my best life. Looked over at him. He was living his best life. I got a, a, a rosé shirt. Like he was getting his life. He was having he was he was having and his it cake was, and eating it. It too. was raining. It was raining. Patsy and Ashes, I say hello. I don't know who is that. It's this uh, Facebook user. Well, let me I know, look it some, up. some Facebook user. I can look it up. Hello, whoever you are. Thank you for uh, checking out the live show. I appreciate it. Oh, look, it, it's first time Mike. Hello. First time Mike. Uh, earlier today, uh, Leo and I interviewed an Icelandic actor who looks very much like you. Oh, oh Wolfie. Wolfie. What's up, Wolfie? Oh, hello. Yeah, for some reason, it just shows Facebook user on our comments. Yeah, but thank sometimes you. StreamYard is a little weird, especially when it but, comes to uh, Facebook. First time Mike says, you guys are the Nick and Nora Charles of <laughs> podcasting and, and great friends of mine to boot. Thank you, first time thank Mike. Thank you. First time Mike is a guy who has been, you know, uh, at our side since the very beginning. And he's just awesome. A class act through and through. 100%. And Wolfie is a guy that uh, we only really met once we joined the Dorkening Network. Um, we used to do a show on Sundays and, uh, it was 10 o'clock for us, but Wolfie is in the Pacific Northwest. So he would be up super early. Definitely check out his YouTube channel where he does a lot say. of, uh, uh, awesome unboxings of, uh, you know, the dollar store, uh, movies. 
yeah and, and horror others. films at the dollar store yeah which i mean you can you can find some rare gems in there yeah you can find you can some also find surprising some stuff not so rare gems rare but not gems rare, but not gems yes yes they're they're rare for a reason and it's not because they're valuable so thank you guys for uh for for watching and, and tuning in i appreciate it if you guys have any uh, characters you want us to cover you know feel free to drop them in the comments because that's what we're doing we're talking about our our characters at the moment so uh so you said rupaul yeah i said rupaul so for me uh one because watching this film uh and we we revisited this uh but watching this film no matter how many times i see it it's still it hits you right right in the emotions because it's so good and you know as we do a sports podcast as well you know this is a major part of our our uh, our history so for me the herb brooks episode is one of my favorites oh yeah it's awesome i love uh i love I that. put that on my list i can't believe that. i thought that was for sure going to be an overlap with you um but yeah the uh, the herb brooks episode if you haven't checked it out and you don't know uh I agree, Ashes. They do have gems and turds <laughs> at the dollar store. What is the question on characters? The question is, uh, what are some characters that you've enjoyed hearing us cover? And or what are some characters you'd like to see us cover in the future? So that's what we're uh, what we're talking about now. So, yeah, uh, I think the Herb Brooks episode was awesome. Uh, and I learned a lot. You know, we watch Miracle every year on the anniversary, and this year was the uh, 41st anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, but we, we do that every year. And, and it kind of kicked off um, talking about, so, you know, the characters that are real people. So not necessarily caricatures, but, you know. Uh, How people are portrayed in various media. Yeah, even versus, though they're real, you know, versus the real life person. Now, you know, with Miracle, throughout all of our research and stuff, we realized that the portrayal of Kurt Russell's Herb Brooks was pretty spot on, except for one scene. But we won't spoil that scene. Yeah, if you if you haven't seen it, if you have Disney Plus, it's there. Uh, it's Disney. the story of the 1980 U.S. Olympic hockey team. Yes, and I know that sounds boring, but it's fucking not. Like they actually have al michael's original call of that game at the end of it from 1980 yeah it's uh even even just thinking about it i get chills it's one of my well i mean you know one of the greatest hockey one of the greatest motivational hockey. speeches of all time I mean, well there's that but it is the greatest sports moment in u.s history yes like bar none you can't debate that it it really is and and what these kids what they stood for at the time and what winning that game i mean and that wasn't even the gold medal game yeah that was just to beat the russians that was to get them to the gold medal game but but you know with everything that was going on in in america during that time you know it just it just meant so much to a lot of people and you know I, they were able to capture that and you know uh, i love it when people really do their homework and I remember watching the miracle on ice in 1980. It was a Friday. Oh, it was a Friday, Friday night. night. And they took on the Russians. But what a lot of people do not realize is once they beat them, they still had to win. Yeah, exactly. They still had to win. Yeah, like, that wasn't the gold medal game. 
That was fourth place. Right. Like, and this is how excited they were just to beat the Russians because the Russians were supposed to be unbeatable. And up until that point, they were. Yeah, like they just didn't lose. Like this was like their fourth Olympics and they were together. Big guys, too. See, I unfortunately was not alive yet. I wasn't either. Um, you know, I, I wish I had been to watch it in real time. So, you know, I've but I, I I've seen clips and I've seen the interviews and I actually I've I've met Mike Ruzioni. Uh, he spoke when I was in college. Michael Ruzioni, Winthrop, Massachusetts. Yeah, that didn't really happen. Uh, but yeah, he was, so he was a, a motivational speaker at the call. Uh, he was speaking My at the college. My name is Mike Ruzioni, and he I am a motivational like speaker. <laughs> I um, live in a house down in the suburbs. A van down by the river? No, he doesn't live in a van. He lives in a house in the suburbs. He's He's not Matt Foley. So, anyways, um, I think I'm next. Yes. With another one of my favorite characters that we've covered. It's Gem. She is truly oh, I outrageous. I love the Gem episode. It's one that we did a few years ago. It was actually. one of the first episodes we ever did. We actually booked her before we recorded our first episode. I was like, hey, yeah. we have a podcast. She, and she's um, like, I'd love to. We, yeah, was she in like the first? She was in the first year, like the first the calendar first year. The she first was in because uh, we started six years ago today, June twenty fourth, twenty fifteen, and she came on the show in May of twenty sixteen. Because we had been going back and forth, she had you know uh, various availability, and we finally were able to get her. And I remember showing you the email because you were having a tough day at work, and I went over and I was like, "Hey, check this out," and you were like, "Oh my god." I think she was the first. She was the first celebrity celebrity guest that we got for this show, and I remember being so excited and equally nervous at the same time. So for me, growing That's up, back when Gem you was, a was it. Gem was it. Uh, she was fantastic. I I live for Gem. I still do. I still do. I mean, she's the reason why my hair is pink. Well, one of the reasons, but. Um, being able to does that say wolfie says now ashes i do think it was one of the greatest moments in sports for for me during that same olympics the greatest moment was eric hyden winning five gold medals as he was the first to do that really oh i didn't know that yeah i didn't know that either but you know, have to, that's, I have to look him up. That, that's, that's big. Awesome I mean, too. like now, you know, I feel like uh, as far as the Olympics go, sometimes we're a little jaded as far as, you know, Michael Phelps going on to win. I think he won 20? like nine. Well, I mean, like not 20 know. in one Olympics, no. but I think he I think he won nine. He won a whole lot. Gold medals, just gold medals in one Olympics or nine total medals. I mean, I, I'm this was a while ago. I don't quite remember. But like that. Yeah, that was big for, mm -hmm. you know, especially as something that had never been done before um so apparently the 1980 winter olympics in lake placid was a uh, the thing to watch yeah and you know just to throw it out there um the bruins went to lake placid as they were underdogs against uh the canucks they went up there um what's his name took them up there claude and like, you know, kind of gave him the history and the tour about, you know, the whole spiel about being underdogs and everything. And, mm -hmm. you know, it worked. They won the they won the cup that year. Uh, but anyways, uh, back to Jem. 
I think that show is fantastic. You know, it's a cartoon that was on in the mid 80s. It only had a few seasons. It didn't run long, but I feel like a lot of cartoons during that time didn't have a didn't have a long shelf life. No, there were so many things coming out and it was basically just how popular were your toys. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but it I have the entire series on DVD. Digital uh, video disc, yes. Yes. Uh, but anyways, Samantha Newark was uh, so incredibly nice. And I'm not just saying that because like, oh, she did a show and she was, you know, no, we've she met really her a few is. Times. Yeah, we've, we've run into her quite a few times at different conventions and stuff. And, you know, we've had the opportunity to interview her a couple of times, not only for the podcast, but for a couple of other things. Mm -hmm. And she's just so sweet and you know, one of the things, and we've mentioned this before on the show, it's one thing to love a character, and then it's one thing to meet the person who portrays or who, who does that or who voices that character. Yeah, who portrays the character. But when yeah. that person loves and embraces that character as much as you love that character, it makes you love that character even more. Yeah, because we've met a few people who are absolute jerks who are very well-known uh, characters. Yes, and... and you know, we've met people who are like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that character. It's like, but I love that character. And they're like, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. You know, which is fine. That's, you know, up to, you know, oh, thank you, first time, Mike. I, you know, I was so nervous. You know, this is my, my first time actually interviewing somebody. And, um, you know... I, I I do better now. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna <laughs> no, say you were so you were a rookie now. back then, and now uh, you, you know, are I'm so season, much better. Season pro. You're a veteran. Uh, fake it till you make it. But anyways, yeah, uh, Samantha Newark is just super delightful, and she's so nice and kind and giving to her fans. If you follow her on social media, you you know that you know, uh, and she just she she lives that gem life. You know, 24-7, she loves the character. Yeah, she, and she's, again, she's just... She went to, she posted on Instagram, she went to a kid's party, a kid's birthday party, dressed up as Jem to surprise the kid. Yeah, because she's awesome like that. Um. So if you want to come to my birthday party dressed as Jem, Samantha Newark, please do so. We could probably get that, probably <laughs> make that happen. Uh, so my turn now. Freak out. Um. I am going to go with uh, an episode that um, this is a character that you had picked because it was a film series that you had never seen before. And you finally watched it last year. Uh, I'm going to talk about uh, our episode. Stand by your Sam. What's taters precious? Samwise Gamgee. Um, one of the greatest characters and one of the characters that has been often uh, imitated but never duplicated. Um, you know, we see Samuel Tarly, who is absolutely Samwise Gamgee. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot of these characters who appear unassuming, but actually they're the whole driving force behind the the, the story. Uh, looks like Wolfie says, I see what you were, I get what you were saying, Ashes. I've had the chance to meet some teenage crushes and they've been wonderful and willing to embrace the characters they play. Well, that's good. Because right? we've met like some just, people who were kind of jerks, right? Like it just—it just makes your experience with them 
uh, just that much better. And it wasn't because of the the characters they played. It was because it's like, I'm this person from this film franchise. You you get that. You know, when you go to conventions and stuff, some people just want your money. And I mean, and I get that. You, You know, everyone has bills to pay and stuff. But I really appreciate those who take the time to acknowledge and embrace the fans yes you know because we've had you know conversations with people i mean we've been in some people's lines where it's just like let me sign it and hear you give me your money here you go and we've been in people's lines who you know their their handler their manager whoever's with them is trying to like rush us off and the person's like oh no 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 no, i'm talking <laughs> i'm telling a story yeah. you know they can leave when i'm done you know so i just i i appreciate those people so much more having you know met both sides of the spectrum yes. of of people at conventions i i appreciate those who really take the time to you know, and then there are some people who will take the time with you and you don't have to give them any money they just they just you know are happy to be there and happy you know happy to be around the fans and yeah to talk about you know things that they love right i just want to shout out our uh our one viewer that we have on twitch right now thank you for uh checking out the twitch channel appreciate that um so who's your who's your next one so my next one my number three uh should come as no surprise it's cersei lannister mm. i loved having the opportunity to talk about that character that's I another one we disagreed on love the fact that we you know we had a guest our andy. friend andy yep. uh former co-worker of you still current, current work, co-worker of mine uh andy was a fantastic guest to have on because he was so knowledgeable of game of thrones in regards to the books as well as the television yeah we talked series. to him about cersei and the three-eyed raven i believe yes yeah yes but you know the cersei episode uh for me i haven't read the books the books are something that i don't think i could read it would probably take me five years to get through just one book which it did for me and, and then i read the whole thing and then i had to restart it and then i've been stuck in the I middle just, of book I five for like three read. years i i admire people who enjoy fantasy and can read fantasy like that i can't do it i think that's why it took me so long to get into the lord of the rings that the hobbit took me six months to to read i could i tried because reading the Tolkien fellowship is just oh my goodness i mean obviously a great storyteller you know we got some fantastic films from these stories but i just i just can't read it it's very and the same thing goes for for game of thrones you know it's it's so and so son of so and so son of so you know and it's just on you don't get as much of on. that in game of thrones like basically what you, know, you get to the, see the, the first couple of seasons is what stuff. you get in the books but i know what you're saying like there are 21 characters just named john so it's like it's very hard to keep track of who is who where they are and there's no time so you don't know like is you know is brienne getting her face bit off by biter at the same time as the purple wedding is the purple wedding happening at the same time as you know you know daenerys's dragon's hatch like there's no like you know date like the only one event that you get to see is the comet yeah oh yeah oh i've read the beowulf poem oh it's my god high school. I, yes i read Beow. yeah in and high read school. grendel as well and i i don't believe i read that but i did read the beowulf poem and oh my goodness it yeah. is yeah that was that was that was a daunting task <laughs> 
But you know, if you are someone who enjoys stuff like that, I, I, I more props to you. I, you have my utmost respect because I just, I, I can't, I can't get through it. Uh, but I do enjoy, you know, obviously I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Um, I love the television series and I love Cersei Lannister and I loved having the opportunity to talk about this character mm-hmm. and really delve into who this character is, how she was portrayed in the show versus how she is in the books and discuss the the similarities and the differences because, you know, obviously with the show, there reached a point where there was no more book content. Well, to they go also, from. they also didn't introduce a whole shit ton of characters. Well, I mean, there's that too, but, you know, uh, and they kind of like melded some characters into uh, the same character. But anyways, um, 3,200 lines. I tried four different times. I got about halfway and just go, uh, yeah, 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 no, that's fair. It's not the same style that we are used to. It's it's, not, it's not a straight narrative. No, it's a, it's a song that would be sung in halls. Like that's the story. Like that's, you know, those, those uh, type of epic poems, they would be songs sung in great halls, you know, during, you know, uh, you know, fantastic feasts and where to find them. Um, But yeah, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you. Like Cersei was a really good one and there's still a whole bunch of, uh, really good game of thrones characters that we can cover and like some stuff from the books like how Bronn ends up having a child and names it Tyrion just to piss off cersei really <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh it's super funny um so i'll get to my number three uh my number three actually resulted in i don't see where it is i have it somewhere in us winning the best interview and it's the megalodon cast where did i put it back there yeah we got this at scaricon best interview for throwdown thursday uh this is actually the same company that makes the amalgamania uh, award so you can see the similar nameplate so you'll have you know if you get best interview it'll say best interview in your podcast name but we uh we won this we beat out 150 other uh, shows for an interview and we weren't an interview show at that point we just uh, because I like my sharks I reached out to Asylum I was like oh that's super exciting oh, I can't wait to see Megalodon because I knew it was the uh, Mockbuster from 2018 that was episode 101 by the way uh, the Mockbuster so like whenever a uh, you know a uh, um, you know, a big movie would come out and that summer it was the Meg, you know, the asylum would put out, you know, the mockbuster, mm-hmm. you know, um, and somebody reached out to me on Twitter, like, Hey, that's going to, you know, thanks. You know, thank you for your support. Can't, you know, I hope you enjoy. And I was like, Hey, I do a podcast. You want to come on? And he was like, yeah. And it was Dominic Pace. And so even then, you know, cause he's still, you know, uh, you know, hustling and, and, I mean, that's might not be the right word, but like he's getting himself out there and he's going. Yeah, he's hustling. He uh, it was just Houston just named uh, this past. I believe it was this past Saturday is now uh, uh, Dominic Pace Day in Houston, oh, Houston, Texas. The mayor, the mayor decreed it. So that's fucking cool. So that just shows you keep pushing and keep, you know, striving and, and you know, doing your your. uh your due diligence and promote yourself as much as you can. 
uh, and Dominic has gone. He's raised thousands of dollars for uh, charities and uh, small businesses across the country. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to meet him back in June. We're going to get to see him uh, in July, about a month from now. Um, You'll have to remind me of the day. Hustling Patsy. I believe it's a Tuesday, but I think there's one in Connecticut that's on a Saturday as well. Or the other way around i don't know but there's there's two opportunities okay yeah but i mean talk about you know sometimes we forget that these actors aren't always celebrity actors you know yes you have the actors who make the millions and the pictures and stuff but then there are the other actors who are working actors and hustle their ass off promoting themselves trying to get work and obtaining the work doing the work you know uh we forget that sometimes right we forget that this actually is a job and you know as someone who does self-promotion as someone who you know promotes every chance that she gets you know not only ourselves but our friends generally we Um, promote our friends as you've heard throughout the show how many times we've promoted other people you know i have nothing but respect for those who promote themselves you know who are trying to get ahead who have a goal and are trying everything and anything to reach that goal like nothing for but but respect you you see a lot of that in the podcasting world you see a lot of that in the uh, independent film Mm -hmm. world and uh yeah, because yeah, he's, uh, he's still a working. A lot of that, you know, in the in the arts, small business world, like if you don't promote yourself, respect. it's very difficult to get somebody else to do it for you, right? Like, and that's the thing. People will go like, "Oh, I spent five hundred dollars on this plain white T-shirt because Kanye said I should," and then it's like, "Hey, will you listen to my podcast and contribute a dollar a month to my Patreon?" I really don't have the money for that. I I have to save up for $500 plain white t-shirts that have no markings on them in any way, shape or form. So you'll have no idea. Like this could have just come out of a Hanes package, but you know, I paid $500 for it. And here's the thing, you know, social media is big. Sharing is free. Share a post, mm -hmm. share a link, you know, get somebody else's eyes on it. Make a comment. You know, anything that kind of uh, gains. Like all the folks who left reviews on my book, like the more reviews you leave for things, the, you know, more it suggests something for the algorithms, which is why when you see like you're watching something on Netflix, did you like this? Did you not like this? You know, they're using that to. um, To to help form the algorithm, to read your mind, so. That episode, episode 101, Danger is Rising, which was the tagline of the movie, not only did we have Dominic on, but he got uh, a lot of the rest of the cast as well. And uh, so we had we had uh, Pauline and Wynn, we had uh, Elizabeth Cron, we had Eagle Makitas, we had Carolyn Harris, and we had Dominic. So there was five folks on, so we got to ask them all about different parts of the movie. We got to see the movie, obviously. Um, and then through them... We have become friends with the director, James Thomas, and one of the other actors, Amy Stolte, who we've had on the show multiple times, Mm -hmm. promoting some of the stuff she's done, uh, promoting some of the stuff that James has done. Uh, I have a copy of Megalodon on DVD signed by both uh, Eric, Eric, Jesus, I'm looking at fucking comments, signed by both Dominic and James uh, and first time mike says i have a soft spot for the asylum that make no bones about the fact that they're making mockbusters and they want your money i respect that 
Yeah, I didn't know you liked shark movies. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes, I'm so su- surprised. I'm so um, startled. So startled. Yeah. I don't know I... if you noticed, but oh, right here, this is a painting that one of our friends did for me. Like, this thing is sick. Uh, but the thing I love about asylum films is, yeah, exactly that. They know what they are. They're not trying to be anything else. But And they're just fun. The thing that we always say when it comes to these independent films is they're putting out an entire narrative and making an entire movie. Yeah, it might be you know, goofy and over the top, and maybe the CGI isn't great, but they're doing it in a week. Mm-hmm. They don't have 60 takes to get it right. They have maybe two. So they have to hit their hit their marks, know their lines, interact, you know, get their emotions and everything. Like that to me is much more uh much more respectable and relatable, especially someone where like, you know, in our normal jobs, you know, you don't have 60 tries to get it right. You uh you have to get it right the first or second time, and then you have to keep getting it right each time, mm-hmm. and you have to put out a very quality product. You know, I think that's more respectable than somebody that's like, oh, well, let's let's do 30 takes from four different angles. We have 120 takes. Let's just keep camera rolling for a little while. Like, let's see what we can get. You know, let's splice it. We have a whole team of editors. And most of the time, these guys are wearing multiple hats like James Thomas would, you know, write and direct and edit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's a lot of different things. You know, some people will score their own movies. You know, we've talked to a ton of different directors who write, direct, edit, score you know, it's it, they're also the uh, the director of photography. They run the set. Like, there's so much that goes into it. But there you have it. So, who do you got next? So, my number two. This is actually the second episode of Throwdown Thursday I was on. So, fun fact: I was not always a host. I asked you first for this is a story. I asked you first to be on the show and you're like, I just, I don't want to do podcasting. I don't have time for that. And then I asked Nicole and Nicole was on. And then you were like, that seems fun. Can I try? <laughs> and we had you on and you were like, Oh my God, this is so fun. I love it. And you've been on since. So, uh, so the second episode that I was on, uh, is we, we covered Dr. Frankenfurter from the Rocky Horror Picture Show. One of my favorite characters, one of my favorite films. I mean, iconic. And I feel like uh, there are certain characters that we kind of covered early on that I feel like we didn't do them proper justice. It's because we were still finding our well, footing. Saying, we yeah, don't know yeah. We're I mean, doing. we were still a new podcast. We were still kind of trying to find our groove, get into things. And I feel like, you know, covering the characters of rocky horror is something that we need to do because aside from dr frankenfurter i mean columbia magenta riffraff you know brad majors janet weiss so many great characters came from this film but obviously you know none is more fabulous riffraffy riffraffy (laughs) he likes to eat apples and bananas Uh, so I feel like this is one of those characters that we're going to have to revisit. Mm-hmm. But I loved covering this. I loved, you know, just being able to kind of nerd out about one of the things that I love so much and being able to talk about some of the history. Little Nell was always my favorite, right? She's so good. 
so good. Uh, and her is Columbia, just perfection, absolute perfection. Um, so I feel like this is definitely one of those characters I want to revisit. But I, I love talking about not only the history of some of these characters you know where they originated from because rocky horror was originally a, a, a stage play transylvania yes transylvania transsexual planet. transylvania yes the uh, the planet of transsexual yes hmm. uh you know, but being able to talk about some of the the history of where you know the the film comes from, you know, and everything else. So I, I like being being able to put all of these pieces together to kind of give you some background about you know the character and its impact in pop culture. I think that's one of the cool things that we do. We not only talk about, you know, like, Oh, I like this character because of this. And, you know, this character was established in 19, blah, 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 blah. Like that's all fun. But talking about the cultural impact that some of these characters have, yes, you know, and how Rocky horror is the longest running film. Like midnight in, release film. Yeah. Right. Right, because it's still showing. Favorite song from Rocky Horror? I mean, uh, oh. Well, you can't beat the reveal from I mean, Sweet I mean, I, I think I have to go Sweet Transvestite just because that reveal is everything, and I still cheer every single time I watch it. I do like I'm Going Home and then Riff Raff coming in. Uh, yeah, the the end too. Mm. You know when he's when he's pouring out his you know cards for sorrow, cards for pain. You know, and he uh, wipes his eyes and and his just, makeup's yeah, all his, running. His and... makeup is just trailing down his face, and it's it's really emotional. And I've seen some shadow casts that have done a phenomenal job portraying that scene in particular. Yes. I have as well. No, but I mean, I also, you know, who doesn't love the time warp? I mean, the time warp is iconic. Uh, you know, it's something that the you go to a wedding and they play the time warp, you know, because they try to get people to dance to it and stuff. Um, I mean, I know every single word to every single song. Yes. Science my fiction favorite double is, feature. My favorite is science fiction double feature, mainly because it mentions all these awesome 50s movies. You know, and I, that was actually my first introduction to some of these things. Uh, I had no idea what they were referencing when I first you saw You still haven't movie. seen Forbidden Planet. No, I haven't seen Forbidden Planet, but I know it's of it movie. now. Yeah. You know good. what I mean? Like, I, I it, it kind of introduced... So not only did this film introduce me to a lot of other things, but it also introduced me to a lot of other films and actors by mentioning it during, you know, whatever happened to Fay Ray, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I had no clue watching it for the first time who that was. 1933 King I knew who it was. You know, but... Because I'd watched King Kong a whole lot when I was a kid. So, so, anyways, I I could totally bogart this podcast yeah, and talk so, about Rocky Horror the entire time. Well, let's move on to my number two, which was the uh, the cast of uh, the Snyder Cut. When we discussed that, and we discussed how the characters changed with our nine million other uh, other friends yeah he says you must watch forbidden planet i will i plan on it who did who did we had jess snyder because we had to because it's the snyder cut uh we had powerful brandon we had leo we had colleen we had coop do we have anybody else yeah we had steven from steven, super retro yes. throwback reviews uh version 2.0 yes 
the audio files who is uh also uh in the running for he nominated his show for a couple of uh amalgies amalgies we'll call them that um yeah that was a great show we had a ton of it uh, there was that was like a four-hour show we we were like oh yeah it'll be like 7 30 to 9 30 you know max and it was like midnight by the time we were done and then we <laughs> talked for another hour More. offline you know once we finished the show um I think that was one of our more recent shows, obviously, because the Snyder Cut just came out, I think, in March, but uh, or May. I don't know. I every day is a goddamn blur now. Um, but you know, it was it wasn't so much the characters we were discussing; it was the fact that we were talking with all these people with all these different points of views. Like some of us liked it, some of us hated it, some of us liked certain things, some of us liked most of it, but didn't like this and that. Uh, and there was a lot of stuff that we pointed out that. You know, like Brandon would say something that, you know, the rest of us didn't know, or Leo would throw something out there or Colleen would say something, um, you know, and it was a nice debate between like what we thought and what we thought of the characters because it was, it was, uh, it was civil and it wasn't just like, well, I hated it. Why? Cause it sucked. Why? Cause I hated it. Like it was, I didn't like it for these several reasons. Mm -hmm. This is why I didn't like this scene. This is why I didn't think this worked. You know, I didn't get invested in this because of that. You know, like there's, uh, there were a lot of like real reasons why people didn't like certain things or why they did like things. So I thought that was, uh, that was good. So that's my number, my number two. What's your number one favorite show? So this should come as no surprise. Um, we talked about my favorite character at one point. Sherry Bobbins. Mary Poppins. And that was actually the first episode mm -hmm. I was on. It's episode three of Throwdown right Thursday. Mm -hmm. So, you know, almost six years ago at this point, we talked about Mary Poppins. And again, uh, we used to record episodes, like two episodes at once. This was back when we were uh, recording Castle at Wolfenstein. Castle Wolf Wolfenstein. Um, so we recorded the Mary Poppins episode and we recorded the Rocky Horror episode. And let me tell you, I was in my glory. I really found my footing that day. You know, I was drinking wine. I was talking about some of my favorite things. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, again, Mary Poppins is one of those timeless classic characters at this point. And, you know, it's a character that not a lot of people, I mean, a little more so now because of uh, Mary Poppins Returns coming out a few years ago. But up until that point, you know, Mary Poppins wasn't a character that came into the conversation. Not too as, often, as, no. You know, as often as some of these other characters. So it was, it was just kind of nice to, you know, A, have an excuse to watch Mary Poppins again. But I mean, like, like you really need an excuse. Um, that's another one of those movies we have on uh, VHS, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. It's my chicken soup movie. Like it's it's just one of those comfort food movies for me. You know, that's it's fair. it's my film equivalent to grilled cheese mm, and tomato like, soup. I just you know I, I love this film fish. so much, and it's one of those regardless of the mood that i'm in when i start watching it i'm going to be in a better mood when i stop watching it you know when it when the film finishes i love this character so much julie andrews i mean enough said but then you add you know dick van dyke dick van dyke 
in it and the combination of the two of them are just just it's it's practically perfect in every way mm -hmm. and you have that tattoo i do yes i do have a mary poppins tattoo but it was really nice to just kind of sit down and like i said you know have the opportunity to just geek out over one of my favorite characters and have people want me to talk about this character you know that's the thing you know everyone has favorite characters right but you know sometimes people talk about things in more bro like broader terms you know they Abstract. talk about they, they talk about thing you know they talk about the entire film you know but we don't want to just talk about the film we want to talk about the characters we want to break down the characters mary poppins went to hufflepuff she was not no i don't buy into <laughs> that theory i mean well that's a that's a don't that's a buy into that theory day. but uh so that's your number one huh that's my number one my number one uh it's actually a two-parter because this is one of my favorite characters of all time. But um, it's one that we've covered a couple of times because there have been multiple movies that have come out. Uh, and you can't talk about one of them without the other, uh, as far as I'm concerned. So I'm going to go with episode one, Let Them Fight, where we talked Godzilla. Uh, we talked the original 1954 Godzilla. Um, and that might be the worst episode we ever did, but it was the first episode we did and it was me and Nicole, mostly me, because I think Nicole was a little more nervous than I was and maybe not as gung ho about being a podcaster. Um, but it was to me like uh, it wasn't just that we were covering this character. It was like I was starting a new thing. Like I was uh, trying something different that I'd never done before. I had been a guest on a couple of shows, but it's like, oh, I want to do my own. I want to try this. I want to, I want to be able to do this. I think it's fun. You know, I don't know where it's going to lead, you know, and here we are six years later still talking about stuff but godzilla and kong um two of two of my favorite characters that we've covered um you know and kong is always great you know you know conversations about godzilla unintended kong sequences like we're able to get uh great puns out of those names um yeah and you're spilling your wine <laughs> well there's tissues right there a drinking problem yeah like what's his name in uh, airplane, um, but yeah, like there's there's um, there's just something about those characters that I've always liked. I've always been drawn to. I've been watching those movies ever since I was a kid. You know, I knew who Fay Ray was. You know, um, as a result of watching King Kong nine hundred times, even watching some of the sequels and Mighty Joe Young, and you know, I finally watched Queen Kong a few years ago, and it's not very good. Um, you know, the, the sequel that came out in like 1987 with Linda Hamilton that takes place right after, uh, you know, Kong falls off the building in 1933. They skipped over in 1976 with uh, Jeff Bridges and, and uh, Jessica, Lange. Jessica Lange. I was going to say Jessica Tandy, and I knew that wasn't it. Nope. Wrong person. Nope. Jessica. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, 
So those are our, our list of our favorites. Uh, we're going to take a quick break to uh, hear a zombie talk about t- coffee. And then when we come back, we're going to do our characters that we want to cover going forward. So uh, bear with us for about mm, 30 seconds. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. So if you have not tried Deadly Grounds coffee, you're missing out. Uh, I personally like the uh, the walnut ones and the... Uh, the maple walnut. Maple so walnut good. and black walnut are both very, very good. Toasted s'mores, uh, one of my favorite. But, uh, but yeah, do yourself a favor and get some Deadly Grounds. They're local. They're in Connecticut. And, you know, it's a small business. You'll be su- supporting a small business. And orders over $50 ship free. So... Get yourself, you know, four or five bags of coffee, six, 12, 13. But like, in all seriousness, it's some of the best coffee that I've ever had. Yes. I can drink it without cream or sugar. That's how good it is. And I'm a guy who likes cream and sugar in my coffee. So I have like 12 things on my on my list here. How many are honorable mentions? Six of them? No, I don't. I didn't really do honorable mentions for this because it's just like these are. This is a list of characters I want to cover. So if you have six, I'll do two each time. Well, I, I have I have six because I follow the rules. And I, I make have the one rules. honorable mention. So I make the rules so I can do what I want. But like a couple of these, like while there are multiple characters, I feel like we can't do one episode without them. So to start, I'll I'll kick off. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vincent Vega and Jules Winfield. From Pulp Fiction. You know, Royale with cheese. I figure if you're going to talk, you can't talk about one without the other. No, this is true. You have to have both of those guys together. So I think those two, the story that they have, plus how they um, how they affect the wider Tarantino-verse, you know, including the movie that never got made, The Vega Brothers, um, I think that would be... Uh, you guys were pretty good. <laughs> Uh, thank you. We we do our best. You were way too kind on the earlier episodes. <laughs> yeah, they weren't they weren't good, and I fully admit that we are much better now. Two hundred and sixty one episodes removed from episode it only one. Only took six years, but we're okay. Yeah, we're getting better. We we're have an award. Mediocre. We got an award, so you know, and that was for it took us a hundred episodes to get a good one. So, <laughs> but our first good one got us an award. All right, so yeah, I'm going to go my first one, Vincent Vega and Jules Winfield. The other one I'm going to do, and it's one you have to... This one can be spread out, but we can do one or the other in the next year because doing both might be tough because there are 700 episodes and 32 years worth of thing. Either Homer or Bart Simpson. We've not covered either of those characters. Don't have a cow, man. And it's... We haven't covered either of those characters in six years we've covered ralph we've covered crusty but we have not talked about homer or bart which i think is unbelievable but it just goes to show you how many awesome characters well, I mean, are. like, but, but here's the thing 
this is your show. It's your fault we haven't talked about. No, them. it's not. We we are a team, except when it comes to editing, producing, uh, or 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 you know recording, or. But other than that, we're a team. The talking part, we're a team. Talking and research. I do the important thing. I show up. I show up too. I drink the wine. I drink the wine. I still have some. So who's uh so that's my first two. Who's your uh... So I'll start with my honorable mention. And this is something that I've been talking about wanting to do for a while. So it's no surprise that we're huge horror fans. And I know this isn't a strictly horror podcast, but we tend to delve more into horror characters around the spooky month. And, you know, sometimes we have um, themes we that always, we go in. We, have, we always have themes. So one theme that I have been dying to do, and I hope that we get to do it at some point, maybe this year, maybe we maybe you'll it see this it this October, is Final Girls. Hmm. I want to delve into the trope of Final Girls and talk about some of these final final ladies from these horror films. I'm looking at you, Laurie Strode. I'm I'm looking at you, Sydney Prescott. Ellen Ripley. Yeah, Ellen Ripley. Sarah Connor. You know, some of these, you know, not only talk about the history of what a final girl is, how the trope came to be. I'm a final girl in a final world. <laughs> I'm not getting stabbed and it is fantastic. I don't know. That's <laughs> Although some of sure. them do get stabbed. Well, and you know, that's a, that's the thing too, talking about, you know, the, the the history of a final girl, you know, where they go from, you know, sometimes they're I'm a final girl, but I don't have any scratches on me and my hair is still perfect and I'm just so pretty to like Samara weaving at the end of Ready or Not. Oh, so good. You know, so who, good. like, you know, she has holes in her hands. Her wedding dress does not look like a wedding dress anymore. You know what? She's covered in blood, both her own and other people's blood. You know what will be a good uh, day to record one of those? Monster Expo. Well, that would be a really good day because, you know, that's Mo Monster Expo. It's Monster. Monster. Monster Expo. With an H. Uh, happening up here in Massachusetts in Haverhill. October. Haverhill? Um, uh, Fairhaven. Fairhaven. I knew it was Haven something. It's, sure. I'd be sad if I went to go to our hotel and we went to Haverhill. Uh but I think that would be a really interesting question to ask some people. Like, who is your favorite final girl? Or which final girl surprised you the most? Yeah. So that would be, that's a good one. That's a real good one. I think we can, you know, we'll absolutely do that. Yeah, we like, can, we can make a series about it. It can be, you know, a couple of episodes. Oh, yeah. Especially if we're going to be getting sound from a convention. Like, that's always two episodes. You know, but then actually do an episode, you know, talking about some of this stuff. So, so yeah. So, that's something that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I am really interested in, in the final girl trope and kind of dissecting it and, you know, kind of going into the history. Now, I've done that before uh, for another podcast. We talk about final girls. Mm -hmm. And uh, not not this podcast, but a completely different podcast that I was a guest on. And, you know, I had a lot of fun doing the research, and I feel like that would translate well to some of our discussions. Yeah, I think so. Um, Plus, I just want to talk more horror. 
Yeah, I mean, October is definitely the right time to do it, but we can we can talk horror whenever the hell we want because that's us. We live the horror lifestyle 365. Because it's our show. I mean, we can do look at right behind want. me. That says Happy Halloween right here. That's always hanging up happy there. Halloween. Happy, um, happy Halloween. So for my next one, a couple of characters we have not covered, and I really feel like we should. And again, I was trying to keep this to a minimum without going nuts because I could come up with 200 characters that we haven't covered. And... Well, good, because we hope to have more show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Mace Windu and Obi-Wan Kenobi, especially where we have the Obi-Wan series coming out soon. Mm -hmm. uh, Mace Windu, I think, is a fascinating character, um, not just because he was played by Sam Jackson, although we'll, we'll see if we can get Sam Jackson on the show. That'd be great. Like, be on my podcast, motherfucker. I, mean, I bet if we said it like that, he'd say yes. <laughs> He's like, well, since you asked nicely. <laughs> I heard that the L in Samuel L. Jackson stands for motherfucker. But yeah, those that's definitely two characters that I think we could we could cover and I think would be a really good show. So um and we know enough uh enough uh awesome uh Star Wars fans, you know, I'd love to get Rocky back on the show. I'm a Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars. So what do you got next? So first on my on my list, not an honorable mention, uh, is actually one that was mentioned by somebody else. Uh, Gail mentioned this. Loki. Hmm. I think Loki is going to be a fantastic character to cover. I think that we are going to cover him after the Disney Plus series ends. Kind of talk about the character that was portrayed in the, the variant Loki. Right. You know, hmm. there are all of these different variants, which I had no clue was a thing. I didn't know, you know? either. Like, this after, is new. This is new. Yeah. So, uh, but apparently that's a thing. And apparently the Tennessee Valley Authority is the most powerful force in the universe. Yeah, apparently. The TVA. Like, I don't know. It's weird. But but anyways, uh, I think that that would be a very interesting character to cover both, you know, kind of the comic book lore and the, the history Norse of the, mythology. I mean, I love some good mythology. I used to read uh, there were a couple of books on Norse mythology. I read all the time when I was in sixth grade. And to give you an idea of how awesome Loki was, he made a bet with somebody. I won't get into the whole thing, but he's like, if I'm wrong, you can cut my head off. And Loki ended up being wrong. And they're like, all right, I'm going to cut your head off. And he's like, okay, you just can't touch my neck. And the guy's like, you dick. So he's like, well, since your head is mine now, I'm going to sew your mouth shut. I'm like, we won't even have to get into the fact that, you know, he fathered a six-legged horse or banged a six-legged horse. I don't know. It's very similar. There's a lot of similarities between him and Zeus when it comes to uh, procreating. Like some of his children are uh, of the uh, unique variety. So I think that'll be a really interesting character to cover, you know, and then talk about the difference between the way that he's portrayed or some of the storylines from the comic book and what we've seen in the Marvel Universe uh, leading into the Disney Plus series. Yeah, I think that's a good call. So for my next one, I think. We should revisit Cthulhu. Uh, Cthulhu. Yeah, you know, we can obviously talk about the mythos and like how the mythos has expanded, especially where we are involved in a Lovecraft adaptation film. Mm -hmm. uh, so let's uh, let's talk a little bit about some Lovecraft and get into. Uh, so obviously, we can have we can have Mike on to talk Lovecraft because mm -hmm. that's something that I've been. Uh, 
talk about for a while. Brock the Dwarf. Yes. Yes. I didn't want to say anything. The uh, where he transformed himself into a fly, a biting fly. Yes. No, I, I, re- I recall. I recall that uh, that handle was a little too short. Yeah, but yeah, you, you she doesn't know. I'm wanna, intrigued now. <laughs> I want to save. I want to save that. So don't say anything. Um, just, yeah. just wait till the Loki episode. Uh, Cthulhu is definitely a, a character that has rich mythos because we were just kind of talking about like a bunch of the different parts of the mythos and like not really talking specifically about Cthulhu. And I don't think that was a very good episode because. I didn't know where to go. And I wasn't on it. Yeah. Not saying anything more. Thank you, Wolfie. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's... Uh, Cthulhu Mythos is is pretty good because there's so much that has expanded and like where it's gone in pop culture, um, mm-hmm. how other uh, other writers have kind of adapted, like including myself, have adapted some of the stuff from the mythos. Like I have a Lovecraftian body horror story. That's in the more lore from the mythos anthology. I have another story called scavengers with more Lovecraftian monsters in the uh, more lore from the mythos too. There's stories like that in uh, how much do you tip an exorcist? So there's a whole lot of stuff uh, that has been influenced, you know, similarly to how pretty much every fantasy story is, you know, owes to Lord of the Rings anything cosmic horror or you know something like that owes to uh lovecraft you know event horizon is is a good one Mm -hmm. so uh so yeah there's a film that i watched just recently watched yeah a couple of months ago oh i got the uh, i got the i ordered the shout factory blu-ray last may i ordered that in the thing and the thing came fairly quickly and then i was supposed to get it in uh september but you know due to covid and everything it took a while and it didn't arrive till march yeah so but it was worth it recently watched that worth it oh my god oh so you get to see sam neill in his horror roots i was not expecting because you're so used to just oh look he's dr grant he's a nice man oh look at him and then it's like no you know you're waiting for him to to you know pull a raptor claw out of his uh out of this pocket. The point is, you're alive when they begin to eat you. Let's show some respect, huh? Uh, but yeah, that was that was fantastic. What do you got next? Uh, so next on my list, I feel that we need to dance our cares away. Worries for another Casterly Rock. Let the music play. Plymouth Rock. Down at Fraggle Rock. Uh, rock down to Electric Avenue. Uh, Wolfie says, not so much a character as much as a creature, but it would be cool to get into the myths, tales, and origins of vampires. That's a good one. I'm going to write that one yeah, down. Yeah, actually. We did. I think we briefly uh, touched on vampires during one of our episodes, our Dracula episode. Yes. When we did universe, our Universal Monsters uh yeah, that was our thing. theme from a couple of years ago. Yeah, during October a couple of years ago. Um, but I think that would be interesting to go into the history of vampires. Vampires, and, werewolves, all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that idea a lot. Mm-hmm. I wrote it down. 
Um, but yeah, I want to talk more Muppets. I grew up with the Muppets. I love the Muppets so much. Uh, I am a Muppet. I am now a puppet, voicing a puppet and mm-hmm. a puppeteer, which is super cool on the other side of midnight. So stay tuned for more information from that because yes. that's going to be uh, some interesting stuff happening there. Let me just put it that that's way. That's a lot of script and, to write. And um, you got time. But, but anyways... I love the Fraggles. I can remember watching Fraggle Rock just constantly growing up. I don't know what it was about the Fraggles that set them apart from the other Muppets. I mean, I love all Muppets. I am an equal opportunity Muppet lover. We'll need, <laughs> that's a little weird. We'll need to get coupon for not the a, Muppet episode. Not, a, not, not, a, not, a, not like a plushie, not, not, a, not a furry, but, uh, you know. No anyways. felt fiction. Yeah, no, no felt fiction. <laughs> but anyways, I think the Muppets are fantastic. I think what Jim Henson created and what he contributed to the pop culture zeitgeist at this point. And we recently is, saw the original... Just, pitch meeting yes, for, the, for Muppets. the Muppets, which is just for, if you haven't seen it, it's on YouTube and it's absolutely goddamn brilliant. You know, he had the the puppets, the Muppets pitching the Muppet show. And it's just it's it's so good. Like his mind was just absolutely brilliant. But there's something about the Muppets that just it just it just feels right. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just something about Muppets that, again, kind of like Mary Poppins, it's just it's comfort food. You know you're going to be entertained. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, but, we did watch know, that Muppets Now show. I, I liked that a lot. Again, a lot of the Muppets. So, and, and you could find the old episodes of the Muppet Show now streaming on Disney Plus as well. We should just get, you know, uh, paid by stream, uh, Disney Plus yeah, to talk Disney, about those. Disney, give us some money. Streaming service. You have anyways, plenty of it. Uh, yeah, so I have to go with the Fraggles. Need pictures. Oh, they're right there. The Muppets are right there. We posted pictures. Uh, yeah, so yeah, let's go with the Fraggles. We have that poster in in our uh, in our room, our bedroom. Um, that poster. Actually, I got that poster in college. That's yeah, followed well, we, me. We that's still followed have me it. around. Uh, so for the next one, there's a couple of characters that obviously wouldn't be able to do the entire history because, as we mentioned earlier in the show. They have, you know, close to a century of of uh, story, but Batman and Superman. There's a couple of characters that I feel are very. Uh, he has the first three seasons of the Muppet Show on DVD. Very nice. Nice. Uh, Batman and they, Superman are characters. That, sorry, I just want to sidestep to the Muppet Show. The guest stars that they got for that show, even early on. Rocky Three had a cameo from the Muppet Show. Phenomenal. Like phenomenal guests, and obviously, you know, the guests just got even better as the as the show progressed. Who was the first one? It was like Rita Moreno. Yeah, the first episode was Rita yeah, Moreno. It's like Oscar winner Rita Moreno. You know, episode dancing with one. the Muppets. Yes, um, but yeah, um, Superman and Batman are definitely characters that we need to cover because we haven't, you know, and there are different storylines. And obviously, we'll we'll have guests on for this. But you haven't seen um, the original. Superman series with that Richard Donner did with Christopher Reeve, have you? So, I and Hackman. I've, I've, I know of them, 
And I think I've seen bits and pieces of it. So my dad watched them grow. So up. we're gonna have to rewatch so, those. Yeah, but it's not to a point that uh, I, I can't recall exactly what Fun happened. Fun fact: right now, as we speak, powerful Brandon is visiting with Old Man Wade because Old Man Wade has never seen the 1978 Superman film, and they are watching that together. That's what's going on. That's why they're not in the live show because. They are watching Superman. So let's throw on that out. I mean, well, the guys that booked the show were old vaudeville bookers, so they knew Milton Berle and others. Oh, okay. Well, that makes oh, sense. Oh, that's cool. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't either. See, Wolfie knows. Wolfie's throwing out knowledge. So, who's, uh, so I've got three left now. So, next on my list is, uh, so it's a two for it's two characters because you really can't talk about one without the other how dare you it's what do you mean you get one one character per spot you can't have all these extra characters i know who do i think i am you (laughs) (laughs) i may dance it's romy and michelle from romy and michelle's high school reunion i believe it's romeo and juliet is how it's pronounced no it, it it is it is romy and michelle uh, I love these two characters. I love this film. It is such a, a really interesting take on like a, a, a buddy film. Come on, you know, usually you get those with uh, like male actors, but you don't necessarily get them with, with female. You know, it's not a, yes, that is, that is, is our... a Romy Funko Pop signed by Mira Sorvino. Mira Sorvino. Beckett authenticated. Hell yeah, I bought this for her. It's, um, it, it, my sister and I, it's one of our favorite movies to watch together. And I just love the story. I think it's fantastic. You know, two friends who have been friends forever, continuing their friendship and their friendship means more to them than, you know, it's not a, it's not a love. It will mean it's a love story, but it's not your typical love story. You know, it shows that love comes in all different it's a platonic forms form. and platonic love right, story. Yeah. You know, and, Plato and, and would finding be your purpose and, you know, realizing that you don't need to put on a facade and pretend that you are somebody you're not just to appease other people, you know, just be yourself because that's how, that's how they, you know, they have fun just being Say friend one more time. Friend. Friend. Um, so friend, my next one is a character that we haven't covered. Um, Cause I don't know a whole lot about this character other than is in a recent uh, animated series that we watched and an upcoming movie that we're going to see King shark. King Shark is a hundred percent a character that we need to cover. There's a shark on your list. I know, right? What? I was thinking about like Bruce the Shark, but like there's only so much we could do with that. But I'm sure if we got guests on, we could go off on tangents. But yeah, King Shark. So I have two left. How many do you have left? I have three. Okay, so go ahead. So next on my list is a character. I'm so surprised that we haven't covered it yet because I adore this character so much. We have this character throughout the house in various forms. Patrice Bergeron. Yes, Patrice Bergeron. The the character hockey player Patrice Bergeron. No, SpongeBob SquarePants. We got to have 8-inch alchemy on for that. (laughs) Yes. I love Spongebob so much. So Spongebob came out. I believe it's pronounced Spongeboob. 
<laughs> SpongeBob. <laughs> and obviously, if we talk about SpongeBob, we kind of need to talk about Patrick. SpongeBong Hemp Pants and his friend Hashrick. Krusty Krab. And no, Crystal. This is Patrick. Uh, I think he's a really fun character. There's a, I mean, he's been around for a while. So I believe that it came out in 2000. Definitely the early 2000s. And I've just, I've been obsessed with him Man, for a long time. That makes sense. SpongeBob. Yeah. I'm um, looking for really something specific. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, some people have seen our, our, uh, our awesome little uh, intro with, uh, what's his name? Um, Tom Kenny. Yes. Um, so my number two is actually one that uh, Coop mentioned. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Um, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe is a show that um, I grew up watching and I didn't realize how terrible it was um, until I tried to rewatch it. But this new version looks so amazing and I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, but that amazing uh, SpongeBob came out in May of 1999. Um, it's got the amazing cast that we talked about. It's got um, all the, you know, updated versions of the characters. You know, like in the trailer, we get to see like skeleton, skeleton, Skeletor shoot like a Rang. lightning bolt or like this huge energy blast, and Orko fucking stops him, like zaps, like zaps it away with his own magic, which is incredible. I'm not gonna lie, I don't recall ever seeing any He-Man episodes. My only exposure to He-Man is that YouTube video of He-Man singing to "What's Going On," the Four Non Blonde song. Yes, I mean that's fair too. Um, but yeah, He-Man is definitely one, and we'll have to watch the original film with uh, Courtney Cox in her film debut. Um. And Dolph Lundgren and Frank Langella. That film actually has the first post-credit scene I can ever recall seeing. Really? Yeah. And we didn't know about it. Like we accidentally left the thing on, and I saw it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I freaked out and like grabbed everybody. And is that the live-action one? Yes. So Angelica Pickles, she's in it too. Angelica Pickles. Yeah, she played Rugrat. No. Christina Pickles. That's her name. <laughs> Angelica Pickles. I just remembered Pickles. Hold on. She was in... Uh, I like Pickles. She, but it was but the, um, not great. The uh, live action. That's, oh, and Meg, Meg Foster. I was going to say Meg Foster was Eva Lynn, correct? Yes. It was speaking about you know a, a person who is... Christina Pickles Super, had been I mean, in St. Elsewhere. Uh, speaking about somebody who has been uh, so nice to their fans and stuff at conventions, oh, Meg Foster, Meg Foster is, is one of the best. nicest people you can ever meet. I like stuff about the... They, yeah, but you know what? Uh, Wolfie said I like stuff about the trailer, but hated the fact that they used Holding Out for a Hero. 
I fucking loved the fact that they used holding out for a hero. I love that shit. There is nothing that you can add that to like any like heroic chase. Like I remember the first time I saw that used wasn't in lethal weapon two, even though they played it like six times. Wasn't in Lethal Weapon 2. The first time I heard that song. Was it Shrek? No. Fuck that. Shrek ripped off Short Circuit 2, which is a song that was playing when he was chasing everybody down. And it was fucking amazing because it was such a great montage. No, like that. You add that to any like heroic thing. Remember we saw the clip from Star Wars when they did that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how much better did it make that scene from Star Wars? And we're talking Rise of Skywalker end fight scene. How much better was it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. So I, anytime somebody wants to use that in a in any like heroic, yeah, I'll I'll use that every time. I will take holding out for a hero. I don't care what it is. So you can. I I said he man, so you can go. Okay, thanks. Uh, so next on my list is Disney villains. I have a love for classic Disney villains, and some of the newer ones too are pretty fantastic. But I'm talking, you know, we did talk a little bit of uh, we, Cruella we, Devil. Yeah, I so said we talked male efficient. Talk a little bit of, about them during our Cruella conversation. Didn't we do but, a Maleficent episode? No, I thought we did. No, we haven't. Oh. But Maleficent's one of my favorite. Cruella and Maleficent and Ursula, they're like up there. And I do also love the evil queen from Snow White. So I think it would be a lot of fun to do kind of like a, a series of, of Disney villains. Was it a mid credit scene? Because Wolfie's saying the Muppet movie had a post credit scene in 79. Airplane, uh, Muppet Caper, along with many others. Yeah, but is it a mid credit scene? Or like all the way the credits were done rolling and then they did it? Because I thought those were like mid-credit scenes, like they had stuff pop up while the credits were still rolling. Like they would stop the credits, show the scene, and then go back. Because they did that. I remember doing that with the Muppets. Like they had stuff going during the credits. Mm-hmm. But this was credits were done, everything was over, and then the uh, you get to see Skeletor. And it was amazing. And I lost my goddamn mind. But credits are done rolling and Animal tells everyone to go home. All right. That's for, and uh, what's his name did that too? Ferris Bueller. Did he not? I, th- I think so. Okay. But I don't recall seeing that. The first one I recall seeing was uh, Masters of the Universe. But clearly there were others. But the first one I remember seeing was Masters of the Universe. And that's only because we accidentally left the VCR on and like everybody got up to go do stuff. And I was just sitting there. I forget what I was doing because I think I was like eight, nine. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah, He-Man. So, yeah. I just said. Yeah, Disney villains. Yes. I don't know if you had any more. No, I'm just saying just, just Disney villains in general. I think that Disney did a really fantastic job of creating these villains and you're supposed to not like them i get that but i love them i think they're great like the incredibles and all the people that they killed we did that episode incredibles has a higher kill count than all four jaws movies just saying so who's your next one my number one is Mm -hmm. an episode that we said that we would do and um we were going to have a guest on for it 
but unfortunately we cannot have that guest on but uh i want to cover bender because we were supposed to have riku on for the bender episode he wanted to do a bender episode so i want to do a bender episode well i, I did hear that bender is great bender is great bender b rodriguez now is this just animated disney villains uh, yeah, I think I, you know, just the the like the Jack Sparrow's a, a Disney classic villain. Classic animated. Disney so like villains. the Evil Queen from Snow White, Maleficent, Ursula, the guy that shot Bambi's mom. <laughs> um, they said Ferris Bueller was the same thing. Um, yeah, I mean Scar, Ursula. That jerk from up. Just because I think no, not the jerk from up. No, I'm talking like like classic villains like Jafar. Jafar was a royal for Zier. Stuff from like maybe the the mid early to mid nineties and back. <laughs> I mean, you're going back sixty years. I mean, if you're talking Snow White, that came out in the, the late thirties, early forties. So I mean, I mean that's fine. I'm just saying, like you know, it's a, it's a range. Well, I'm just, I'm not saying we're gonna cover all of them. I just said it would be awesome to do a series covering some of these Disney villains. Yeah, we could do like four, five, six of them. Like, don't matter to me. I'm, I'm fine with anybody. We can well, then do... why are you arguing with me? I'm not Stop arguing. It. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to figure out your time range. You're like, yeah, from the late '90s back. I was like, that's a long way. That's <laughs> a lot of movies. Edgar Balthazar. Uh, I don't know who that one is. I don't is. know who that is. Is that the dude from uh, Hunchback? I don't know. Balthazar, or maybe uh, maybe what's his name? Pocahontas. No. I mean, the real villain in Pocahontas was, you know, the white people. I mean, that tends to be true. The Aristocats. Oh yes, yes. The Siamese cats from Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen the Aristocats in so long. I don't think I I've to... ever seen the Aristocats. What? I don't think I've ever seen it. What? Uh, I mean, I... you did just watch Oliver and Company for the first time a couple of years ago. And I don't even remember it. You don't remember Oliver and Company? I remember watching it, but like it left no impression on me. Like I don't recall. Like I couldn't tell you anything that happened. I would have to rewatch it again. I honestly, I don't remember it at all. I if... has a little orange guy. I know I like little orange guys, but I just I don't remember it at all. Um, so is that what's your number one? The Rose Family from Schitt's Creek. Somebody mm. needs to watch Schitt's Creek. I never heard of it. This is a, probably the first time you've even mentioned anything about that show. Yeah, I, I don't talk about it at all. I've only seen it once. You definitely don't have any t-shirts or all the Funko Pops. No, not at all. No. So I don't, I don't. This is about the the guy who was in, he's in a river and he's trying to row his canoe, but he doesn't have a paddle. Yes, the Rose family. Yes. yes. No, I want to talk about Shit's Creek. I want to talk about Moira and David and Alexis and Johnny Rose. You need to watch Shit's Creek. 
I'll give it another shot. It's a fantastic show. And if you don't want to watch it, I will kick you off the show. I will Bogart an episode and I will invite some people on who want to talk about it. I mean, it. good luck producing I'm, it without me. Well, you can do. Oh, I can do all the work, but I can't well, be on the show. Set, well, because you don't want to watch it. I didn't say I don't want to watch it. I said I'll give it a shot. Oh, the fox and the hound. Yeah. Oh, my God. The fox and the hound. Yeah, uh, Wolfie says, Dog Catcher from Lady and the Tramp. The Aristocast is one of my two favorite Disney tunes, the other being The Fox and the Hound. How about Judge Doom? Roger Rabbit, Judge Doom, Christopher Lloyd? Oh, my goodness. I haven't seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. In... I haven't either. Al Pacino from Decades. Dick Tracy. Because I believe that was put out by Disney. Was it? I might be wrong. Because I rewatched that last year and I was like, wow, this is definitely like a Batman movie. This is 100% like down to the music, which was Danny Elfman. And the fact mm. that it was like, it was just everything that he did. He was Batman or Batman was him. I mean, I think Dick Tracy came out first because as we know, Batman is essentially just Sherlock Holmes and uh, the shadow. So. So I think that's about it. We did all of our, all of our characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't have any. Well, more. I mean, we do have battle results from last week. Oh well, let's hear about the battle results from last week. So let me pull it up. So why don't you stall while I the, do stuff? The uh, the uh, battle results are brought to you by punching and kicking. Wow. The battle results are brought to you by punching and kicking. Well, I don't. Okay. Thank you, Patsy. Well, you know, You're I'm such trying a good to staller. Stall. I'm stalling. No, so to refresh your memory, last week's episode, we talked about divine in honor of pride and, you know, the, the fact that divine was a character. And even though divine played different characters, the character of you know, divine herself was a character played by Glenn Milstead. And, you know, the, the difference between who Glenn was and who Divine was, where that line is, uh, how Divine got her name, you know, thanks to John Waters and, you know, the, the life and unfortunate untimely death of, of Divine. You know, I, I think that Divine and John Waters working relationship because obviously you know their friendship would have continued regardless but i think that they would have um you know their their uh working relationship they would have done more films together as well uh wolfie says live action disney villains would also be cool like in the mighty ducks so like what like sweden no what would they face at the end I forget. It's I remember the bad. The, the, I remember liking those. I, I do enjoy those films. Gunnar Stahl was the, the name of the uh, like the the team captain. Uh, Snowball Express. I don't even know what that is. The Apple Dumpling Gang with Don Knotts. My brother likes that movie. I don't know. They they don't seem like much of a gang to me, but you know, um, I don't know what Snowball Express is. I'm completely unfamiliar with it. Yeah, I would have to look that up. I'm sure it is on Disney T. So the battle results from last week, we threw down a divine disagreement. The quest for cha-cha heels. There is only one pair of cha-cha heels and everyone wants them. Which divine character has the chutzpah to oust the other characters and be the last one standing 
in cha-cha heels the sandbox with the dot was a dog park and the special guest referee was john waters mustache and you could choose from the characters of don davenport from female trouble edna turnblad from hairspray Babs Johnson from Pink Flamingos or Rosie Velez from Lust in the Dust. And both Facebook and the Twitters are in agreement that it is Babs Johnson from Pink Flamingos. Wolfie says, I need to watch Snowball Express and that you need to watch uh, Forbidden Planet. We will be getting on that. Um, yes, that's I have a I have a list of stuff that I need to watch, and that film is actually on that list. Yes. So uh, we're just shy of two hours now, so let's wrap this up under two hours. Uh, thank you uh, to First Time Mike and to uh, Wolfie for uh, staying and hanging out with us, and uh, whoever else is watching. You know, folks jumped in and out. Not everybody left comments, which is totally fine. But uh, I want to thank you for. Uh, for sticking around, sticking with us for the two hours uh, and spending our birthday with us. Uh, thank you to Justin Cooper for sending the f- wonderful feedback. And thank you to Gail for posting a comment on the Facebook yep, post. with her characters. And, um, and thank you, all of you, whether you're watching live now, whether you're listening to this after the fact or watching this after the fact, obviously, we wouldn't have done this for six years without you. Yes. So thank you so much for all of your support. And, you know, just for just for, you know, pressing play. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, we, we will, will see you, you next Thursday. Thursday. Bye.